from Hollywood, California, the makers of Old Gold Cigarettes present The Comedy Theater, the only radio program that brings you every week the greatest stars in the greatest comedies. Tonight's play, Bachelor Mother, starring Louis Hayward and Brenda Marshall. And here is the director of the Old Gold Comedy Theater, Mr. Harold Lloyd. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and may I wish you a very Merry Christmas. This being Christmas Eve, we've chosen a story in keeping with the spirit of the season. It's one you undoubtedly remember, Bachelor Mother. This story concerns a young girl. Pert, pretty Polly Parrish, who clerks in Merlin's exclusive department store. <laughs> well, hardly a clerk. She's in charge of the duck concession of the toy department. And she hopes that with constant effort, she will be promoted to the ganders. Casting this story presented a problem. There were many pert and pretty girls in Hollywood, but none who could sell ducks. But uh, luckily, good luck smiled upon us, and we found Brenda Marshall. Brenda, how are you? Brenda, how your voice has changed. Oh, I'm sorry, Harold. I was just winding up one of the ducks. I hear you. Now, it seems to me there was a love affair here. Yes. It was David Merlin, general manager of Merlin's department store and heir to the fortune. For that part, we had to get someone who could talk like this. You're fired. You're hired. Two weeks' notice. Grosses up, grosses down. What are you doing in women's underwear? You belong in the toy department. You're fired. And so we chose Louis Hayward. Uh, just a minute, Mr. Lloyd. I've got a complaint. What's the matter, Brenda? Are you unhappy? Well, wouldn't you be unhappy if you were Polly Parrish and you'd just been fired from your job in Merlin's department store the day before Christmas? Mm, I see what you mean, Brenda. It's a touching picture. You as Polly Parrish walking dejectedly down the street wondering what you're going to do. <laughs> Your only consolation is that you're going out dancing with Freddie, the stock boy tonight. And that's not much consolation, if I may say so. You know Freddie, the stock boy. Yes, I see what you mean. But your troubles are just beginning. Because as you walk down the street, you uh, see a woman climb quickly up a set of brownstone stairs and lay a small, squirming bundle by the door. You run up to the woman. Say, what are you doing here? Please. Let me go. Just a minute. Don't you dare leave your baby here. Oh, oh, it's not mine. It hasn't any mother. This is a foundling home. They'll take good care of it here. It's a wonderful baby. Oh, be careful you fall. Oh, there, there. I've got you. It's all right. Oh, good afternoon. Oh, hello. Shh, there, there, there. Won't you come in? Thank you. Hey, take your finger out of your mouth, baby. Oh, you must be hungry. Shh, there, there, there. Now, take it out. Your name, please? Polly Parrish. Are you employed anywhere? I'm at Merlin's. How old is it? It was established 1876. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean the baby. Hmm? Why? Oh, now, wait just a minute. This isn't my baby. I found it on the doorstep outside. Mm-hmm. A great many mothers say that babies aren't theirs. 
But we've discovered from a long experience that the wisest course is to make a clean breast of the whole thing. Oh, now look, this is ridiculous. This is not my baby, whether you believe it or not. Here, take it. When I want a family, I'll get married and do it right. What a pity. Well, anyway, we know that she works at Merlin's, and they're a very charitable family. I'll go over and see them right after lunch. And, uh, Mr. Merlin, I've discovered that she was discharged as of the close of business today. Mm -hmm. I believe that's the reason she abandoned her baby son, Mr. Merlin. Give her her job back. Well, I, um... All right, I'll talk to her. There's Miss Parrish waiting out there. Please send her in. Oh, Miss Parrish, come in. Uh, thank you. Miss Parrish, did you receive a card saying you were discharged as of the close of business today? Yes, sir. Ah, oh, that card was a mistake. This job is yours for just as long as you want to keep it. Oh, thank you. And you'll be raised $5 a week as of last week. Is, uh, is that satisfactory? Thank you, thank you very much, but I don't... Ah, but merely getting your job back and an increase in salary is not your real Christmas present. No? No. Your real Christmas present is the greatest gift any woman possibly could have. When you go home tonight, it'll be waiting for you. Good afternoon. Uh, yes. And now, would you mind closing the door? I'm very busy. Christmas present, Miss Parrish, from John B. Merlin and Son. Oh, wait a minute. My what? What do you say, Miss Parrish? I'll tell you what I'll say. You can just take that baby out of here in this minute. That's not my baby, and you can just take it back to the fondling home where it belongs. Miss Parrish, do you realize that Mr. Merlin gave you back your job so that you could raise your child in security and comfort, and you're choosing instead to let it be raised as an orphan? But that's not my baby. I'm not its mother. Here, and good afternoon, Miss Parrish. And furthermore, I shall inform Mr. Merlin of your attitude. Oh, oh now, 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 listen, kid, this is nothing personal. I, I mean, I, well, I, I just don't know anything about babies, and, and you're so little. Yes, who is it? It's Freddie, the well-dressed man. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Hello, sugar. Oh, look, Freddie. I'm awfully sorry, but I'm afraid I won't be able to go out with you tonight. Oh, now, wait a second. Everything's all set. My brother even let me have his car. We... Oh, I'm sorry, Fred. I I think I'm going to have a headache. Hey. Hey, is that a baby? Yes, it's a baby. Is it... Is it yours? No, it's not mine. Well, where did it come from? I got it for Christmas. <laughs> this Christmas or last Christmas? <laughs> Look, I, I don't know what you're thinking, but you're all wrong. Where's that phone book? Phone book? Yes, now, you said you had a car. That's yeah. fine. Let's see. Emmy, uh, Emmy, Emmy. Uh, 70 East 64th Street. Come on, let's go. If David Merlin thinks he can do this to me, he's crazy. I can't take care of a baby. It's his responsibility. They can just tell him that, well, that I left it there and that he'll have to use his influence in getting it into that home. Whose responsibility? David Merlin's. What? Did yes. you say David Mer Merlin, our boss? Yes. Uh-oh. What's the matter? You thought you were going to have a headache. 
Now I've got one. And now, Mr. Lloyd, I have a Christmas message for the long-suffering fathers of America, especially every father who has ever played Santa Claus to his children. That strikes home. Uh, go ahead, Bob. Well, Harold, you know the routine. You rent a red suit, you stuff your stomach with pillows, you spend hours of torture putting false whiskers on your face. And then, proud of your disguise because you're going to give your kid a thrill, you walk into the living room and your son says, Hello, Pop. When did you get a job in a department store? <laughs> well, now, if that happens to you, don't choke the little fellow. After all, why be irritated? Light an old gold. Yes, smokers, when little things don't go just right, why be irritated? Light an old gold. Especially today, the comfort and pleasure of a swell cigarette are mighty precious. But listen, you get no comfort, no pleasure, if your cigarette is hot, harsh, and dry. So keep this in mind. To help prevent cigarette dryness, Old Gold's superb tobaccos are conditioned with apple honey. This special conditioning process helps hold in the natural moisture, helps protect your smoking enjoyment. And you should also know this. To give you a smoke of extra zest, extra flavor, a touch of rare imported Latakia tobacco is added to Old Gold's blend of many great tobaccos. So concentrate on pleasure when little annoyances come your way. Why be irritated? Light on old gold. Discover for yourself why they've tripled in popularity. And now back to Act Two of Bachelor Mother, starring Louis Hayward and Brenda Marshall. And here is your director and host, Harold Lloyd. Did you ever have a baby dropped on your doorstep? And if so, would you wonder what you were going to do with it? Well, that was Polly Parrish's problem. You would probably do just what Polly did and take the baby to David Merlin's house with a message to him to make arrangements to put the baby in a foundling home where it belonged. Sure, you'd probably be a little unhappy, but you'd probably go out dancing with Freddie the Stock Boy. That is, if you were Polly. Then when the music is over and the dance is through and you'd come home early Christmas morning, you would be feeling a little strange around your heart and more than a little tired. Luckily, Freddy is one of the few fellas who takes no for an answer. So you close the door, and now... Well, good evening. Or is it morning? Well, how did you get here, Mr. Merlin? I've brought your baby back. I've seen some pretty low things in my lifetime, but a mother who abandons her child goes out no, dancing... just one minute! ...jiving and jitterbugging, you, you... As you go from place to place looking for a job, you'll discover that no department store in the Merchants of America Association will hire you. I'll see to that, you baby lever. Why, that's persecution. Eventually, you'll come and beg for your job. And then you'll realize what it is to have security and a chance to bring up your child yourself. Well, have you, have you made up your mind? Do you want your job back? Or are you going to starve for a while? I guess I... Um... Yes, Mr. Merlin, I want it back. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really as bad as you think. You see, my... Um, he used to beat me. No. See that scar on my forehead? Uh-huh. Coffee pot. <laughs> Coffee pot? <laughs> the beast. But you don't have to worry anymore. I'll tell you right now, the store is behind you solidly. Every department. 
Well, good night. Good night. Well, kid, I guess you saved my job anyway. But what am I going to do with you? Got any suggestions? Can I come in? Oh, uh, Mrs. Weiss, uh, I'm a little tired and... Uh... Oh, you don't have to hide that baby from me. I hear it. I know all about it. Just like you, it looks. Oh, you really think so? Anywhere I know that mouth. Ah, such a cute baby. Uh, do you mind if I pick him up? Well, no, of course not. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Polly, I, I think he needs a change. <laughs> a change? Here, I do it. <laughs> good, 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 good. Here, who's still now? Let me get that pin. Hmm. What's its name? Um, uh, Joan. Joan. John. John. Oh, that's a nice name, John. Oh, yeah, John. <laughs> Cute duck. Like the little duck, Johnny. Come in. Hello, Miss Parrish. Oh, hello, Mr. Merlin. How are you? I can hear you, but I can't see you so good. I haven't had any sleep in two nights. Well, why not? The baby's been crying. Oh, I was going through the book department today, and I found this. The Scientific Care of Infants. It's the greatest thing I've ever read. So I, I thought I'd bring it over. Look, you just have to excuse me. He wants the rest of his dinner. Oh, no, no, wait a, wait a minute. How do you know you're doing that right? Well, there's nothing very scientific about this. You just put some food in the baby's mouth and he swallows it. And from there on, he's on his own. <laughs> That's what you think. Now, wait. Page 75. Let's see. Yeah, uh, feeding. Here we are. After the food is prepared, the mother will, A, get a spoon. Wonderful. How did he ever think of that? Don't be so smart. Get a spoon. I have a spoon. A, one spoon. Go on. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, here it is. Take a spoonful of the food and... Uh, and what? Oh, wait a minute. I have to turn the page. And place upon a piece of gauze. What for? Look, will you please do what it says? Okay. Here we are. One piece of gauze. Place food on same. Now what? Um, gently rub into the navel. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. At that. I read very well. I've been doing it for years. Well, I read a little, too, and I don't care what it says. I'm certainly not going to rub any oatmeal into this baby's navel. <laughs> oh, look, wait a minute. Hmm? There are two pages stuck together here. Well, what do you know about that? Hmm. Look, look, here, here's what you missed. Uh -huh. To relieve gas on child's stomach, take a spoonful of warm oil and... Uh, Place on a piece of gauze and gently rub into the navel. <laughs> I think that's very funny. Oh, do you? I suppose if it had said hang baby by neck, you'd have thought it very funny too. Now look, if you don't mind, I'll feed the baby in my own way. Hmm? Come on, darling. Open your mouth. What are you doing to that duck? It's broken. Mm-hmm. Very inferior merchandise. Where did you get it? 
John B. Merlin and Son. Oh, <laughs> well, it, it doesn't matter. It's still inferior. Get it exchanged tomorrow. Ha-ha. What's the ha-ha for? What's wrong with our exchange department? They don't exchange anything. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. I'll just buy a new one. No, I'll get it exchanged for you. Oh, certainly. You probably could. For a grand piano or something. But anyone else? Ha-ha. Miss. Oh, good morning, Mr. Merlin. What's the mustache and the dark glasses for? I never would have recognized you. I'm going to show you that I can get this duck exchange without anybody knowing me. Oh, fine. Would you mind stepping over to the exchange counter with me? Not at all. Uh, Mary, would you look after my ducks? This um, gentleman wants to exchange something. Ha ha. I'll show you. Come on. I'll have this duck exchange in exactly one minute and courteously. Uh, I have a duck here I want to exchange. What seems to be the trouble with it? It's broken. I can see that. But how did it happen to break? What difference does it make? I have to know where to place the responsibility. Well, just place the responsibility on the duck. And give me a new one. Very well, sir. May I see your sail slip? Hmm? Oh, Polly, you got the sail slip? I threw it away. Ah, oh, you should have kept it. I, um, I threw it away. You should have kept it. <laughs> it's printed clearly on the back of that slip that it must be kept for 30 days. You can't expect me to keep sales slips for everything I buy. The house would be full of them. I'm sorry, sir, but I don't make the rules of the store. They're made by the executive office. I don't care about the executive office. I want a new duck. Well, you're not going to get it by shouting. Or any other way. <laughs> That's what you think. I'm exchanging this for a new duck, and you can straighten it out any way you like. Can I help you, sir? No. Say, you can't take that duck. Can't I? Let go of me! Oh, no, you know, you stole that duck. You can't get away with that. Let go of me, you insignificant little squirt, you. Let... You've lost your mustache. Uh, Mr. Merlin. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Merlin. Gee, I, I didn't know it was you. I, I thought it was a customer. It's lucky for you I wasn't. A customer would sue the store. How long have you had this job? Six months. And what did you do before that? I didn't have a job. Then I have a little secret to tell you. You don't have a job now. Come on, Miss Parrish, now we've got another duck. See what I mean? Ha-ha. Look, they can't do that to me. I know where the body's buried. But if you do, why don't you crawl in with it? Oh, it was swell of you to help me out like this, Polly. I did have a date, but I forgot to call her, so she stood me up. <laughs> well, it was just lucky Mrs. Wise could take care of the baby. How do I look? Mm. Will I do? You look wonderful. You should always wear gold army and orchids and mink. Yeah, but how did you get these anyway? I just went into the store and took them out. You can return them Tuesday morning. It's 12 o'clock. What? It's 12 o'clock. Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you! Oh, oh you, you didn't have to do that. Well, everybody's kissing everybody else. Why not? Anyway, I wanted to. Whoopee! Where do we go from here?
Now, friends, for a serious moment. The country's going through a cigarette shortage. Why? What's behind it? What are the facts? Here's Bob Williams with a real answer to these questions. There's a reason for the cigarette shortage. In fact, three big reasons. Reason number one. Like many other manufacturers, cigarette producers are faced with a manpower shortage. Many of the men and women who made your cigarettes before are making vital war goods now. So that limits the number of cigarettes that can be made. In spite of these difficulties, we're turning out every cigarette we possibly can. However, there's reason number two. More people are smoking more cigarettes than ever before. The demand for old gold has actually tripled in recent years. So there just aren't enough to go around. But you can be sure we're distributing all old golds fairly. No cigarettes are being held back. And here's reason number three. Billions of American cigarettes go to our armed forces overseas. In fact, a substantial part of old gold production. Then why are some of our GIs abroad also faced with shortages? Well, in a recent press release, high army authorities made this explanation. For the big battle of Germany, ammunition must go through first. Less essential items piled up on the docks. But tremendous quantities of cigarettes are being set aside for our armed forces. So remember, manpower shortages at the plant, increased cigarette demand at home, enormous shipments to our armed forces. Those are the big reasons why you can't always buy old gold and most other popular brands. Now think of those reasons when you hear irresponsible rumors about the cigarette shortage. And now back to Act Three of Bachelor Mother, starring Louis Hayward and Brenda Marshall. And here is Harold Lloyd. Well, Polly Perry seems not only to have acquired a completely strange baby, but a boyfriend, David Merlin. David took her dancing on New Year's Eve. He kissed her Happy New Year at 12 o'clock New York time, 12 o'clock Chicago time, 12 o'clock Denver time, and <laughs> wanted to stay up for Honolulu time. But uh, Polly thought that was a mite too late, so he made a date to meet her in the park New Year's morning. But David has a father, and the old gentleman is following David through the park. Morning, Polly. Oh, good morning, Mr. Merlin. Well, I think you know me well enough to call me David. Oh, thank you. Happy New Year. Same to you. Oh, oh gee, he said it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, son. Dad. What are you doing here? I've been following you. Following? Why? Uh, uh, this is my father, uh, Miss Parrish. Uh, how, do you do? how do you do? And who is this? Huh? Oh, oh, that's Miss Parrish's little boy. Uh, <clears throat> a boy? Uh, would you mind, would you mind if I was very careful? Would you let me just hold him a minute? Oh, why, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David, David. You never could have fooled me. I'd know that chin anywhere. You would? Huh? Well, what's his name? Uh, John. John. Well, David, thanks for that anyway. Huh? Why, Mr. Merlin, there are tears in your eyes. Well, I'm not ashamed of them. Oh, dear. Um, is there something I could do? You've done it. My, my flesh and blood, my own grandson. What? <laughs> Holy mackerel, Dad, you don't think that... I know, I got this letter this morning. You may read it if you wish. Dear Mr. Merlin... This is to let you know that you are a grandfather. If you don't believe me, just ask your son and a certain girl whose name I will not mention because I am not a rat. How do you like that, your stuffed shirt? Signed, your good friend. <laughs> I don't think it's funny. <laughs> oh, 
no, you wouldn't. Do you know who sent this? I haven't the slightest idea unless it was pretty. But this is perfectly ridiculous, Dad. What's ridiculous about my having a grandson? Now, listen to me, Dad. Now, you listen to me, young man. I'll do the talking. Now, for years, I've had one dream, a grandson. And now you want to deny me this happiness. Well, you're not going to. You're going to marry this girl and bring my grandson into my house. But you haven't got any grandson. The least you could do is my son is not deny it. This anonymous letter, Daddy. If I had seen that baby on a desert island, I'd know it was my grandson. <laughs> why? Why, he looks exactly like me. Well, a little younger. Dad, for heaven's sake. My mind's made up. No one's playing around with my grandchild. I'm going to take him. I'll get him if I have to go to the Supreme Court. Good afternoon. Oh, I'm sorry, David. And I feel very sorry for him, but, well, it was funny. Didn't you hear him? He even wants me to marry you. Set me up with a ready-made family so he can have a grandson. I tell you, this is serious. Yes, that would be serious, wouldn't it? Huh? Oh, no, I, I, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to sound as though... Look, why don't you go now? place. They're trying to take the baby away. Who is? David and his father. Isn't David to pop up the baby? Oh, no, 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 but his father thinks he oh, is. Oh, well, then they can't get the baby. I know, but I don't want a lot of people around asking questions. Why don't you get the real papa to go see his father? I can't. I wish I could. Here they come. I, I, I handle everything. Don't you worry. Where is he? Where's my grandson? I know the whole story. Not your grandson, mine. You... Don't be silly. She's my daughter-in-law. My son is in the army. The baby is my grandson. I thought you were Miss Parrish. Oh, uh, that's, um, that's only the name I use at the store. My real name uh, is... Mrs. Montgomery Weiss, to second. It's all right, Polly. Everything's all right. You can lay off now, Dad. I found the father of the child. This guy here. So you're Montgomery. No, I'm Freddie. What? <laughs> well, there's a mistake, Mr. Marlin. It seems to me that you had some wrong impression about my son. Well, my son's my son and nobody else's. Someone seems to have slipped up here. We've got one father too many. <laughs> well, you better tell the truth, Freddie, or I'll prosecute you. Even if I have to go to the Supreme Court. Okay. Okay, your son bribed me to do this, but he is a father. Now we've got three. <laughs> Something tells me, Miss Perry, that you've spent no time at all in the toy department. <laughs> but I'm not the father. I don't care who the father is. I'm the grandfather. Holly, you've got to... Polly, Polly, where is She's she? She's gone while you were all yelling. Gone? She'll take the baby. Where's the car? Follow her. Call the police. Hey, hey just a minute, Mr. Oh, I'm so good riddance. Mrs. Weiss, where is she? You've got to tell me where she is. How should I know? She's gone. What's that? Did you hear something? Where's that door go to? To my bedroom. No, 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 you can't go in. Can't I? Oh, Polly, Polly, please, you've got to listen to me. You're not going to get my baby. I've stood for enough of this. Oh, please listen. I don't care what you say. I'm not going to take your baby away. Perhaps I started out thinking I only wanted to help you. And then, a little while ago, when I thought you'd gone away, I... I realized I was in love with you. Will... will you marry me? Marry? What about the ready-made family? Oh, if the family's you and Johnny, then... Uh -huh, I knew it, I knew it. I knew if I come back here, I'd find the two of you here. Dad? I have something to confess. I am the father of that baby. Those are the first true words you've spoken today. <laughs> come on, Johnny boy, come on. You and I are going home. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
David. I've got a surprise for you, darling. We're going to be married tonight. And do you still think I'm the mother of that baby? Of course. <laughs> this is Harold Lloyd. This is Brenda Marshall. This is Louis Hayward. Saying good night, and again, a very Merry Christmas to you for Old Gold. And I hope that you'll be with us again next Sunday when the Old Gold Comedy Theater presents Jack Oakey, Stuart Irwin, and Carol Williams in Room Service. See you then. Bachelor Mother was presented through arrangement with RKO, producers of Tall in the Saddle. Louis Hayward appeared by arrangement with United Artists, producers of Ten Little Indians. Now remember, don't let little annoyances get you down. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Its tobaccos are conditioned to help guard against cigarette dryness to give you more smoking pleasure. And now this is Bob Williams saying goodnight for Old Gold. This is the National Broadcasting Company.